2: and blue sunset.
1: from studio a where the a stands for adios <laughs> oh. <Good. laughs> uh, i wasn't here yesterday uh, no no uh,
3: but wouldn't it what didn't we do adios last week too did we
1: there was big
0: adios talk i feel might like might have been oh it was irrelevant to this this was not it was not on the
1: podcast okay oh okay. Uh, i was gonna say no i have ever gone <laughs> bilingual a stands oh, for before wow um, uh, so the A stands for adios, as in adios Melvin Gordon. Uh, we will talk about that in a second after we tell you that our presenting sponsor is DraftKings Sportsbook. No help from the comment section today. Didn't Ooh. need it. Um, no
3: help No help at all, but we are getting some calls for a delay of game, but I don't think you can really have delay a game when it's the Broncos' fault of why oh. we're oh. yeah. Also, yeah. whoever so wrecked their the car. Broncos. Yeah, wrecked their car on I-25, and then also a car shut down. On it Josephine. Did. What so. the hell? Any
1: chance either of those were the car that Melvin Gordon posted a picture of himself in today? Well, oh. I don't know. A lot of police cars after that one. Oh jeez. <laughs> uh, well, you see that one? no. Just real, real quick. We well, yes, in a second. Um, But a shout out to DraftKings Use the code DNVR when you sign up over at DraftKings Sportsbook I am on the freezer of a lifetime So don't follow anything I say Follow everything
3: I say Somehow I never hit parlays I hit all three of my parlays this week Wow! And they were all all big money ones Let's go Withdraw Um no don't pull an alley withdraw
1: your funds (laughs) oh
3: no did she did she like go all in one time well no
1: she just keeps like since she opened her account she just wins and wins and wins and wins and wins and i was like i was no not really I was, like, gloating about how how much my account was. I'm like, oh, I'm taking out a withdrawal. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, I have this much in mine. I was like, why? No, it's a good idea. I like it. I I don't withdraw. So I'm with Allie, too. You can never win if you don't withdraw.
3: You know, it's just I love seeing the number grow. Yeah. And and then it shrinks and then hopefully grows again.
0: But you never have to put more in.
3: Exactly. That's the thing.
1: I just like to, you know, uh, harvest the vegetables. Then take Eat the them. rake and you yeah. know get the dirt all back and ready, and then grow new vegetables. That's just Let I, those vegetables grow. Yeah,
3: and I just want to see them grow and grow. They and overgrow grow
1: and then they become uh, un- inedible.
3: You know, one of the things that my fiance just don't
1: listen to these people. If you're if you want actual advice. Take your wins. Well,
3: this kind of goes along with just how I live my life. Like, we'll have, I don't know, a yummy cereal in in, (laughs) in the cupboard. And it's something that she won't eat or something. So it's Uh my responsibility to eat it. But then I get to where there's about one bowl left and i i uh, can't finish yes. it because then then it's gone yeah, then that's i'm how sad I feel, then i don't have it so then i just let it go to waste yep,
1: that's how i feel about the last episode of tv shows that mm, i like wow Yeah, like it yep, can yep. never the the show can never end <laughs> if i don't watch the last episode <laughs> exactly <Wow. laughs> once you watch the last episode it's like sad you're, you know you feel like you like lost some friends or something it's true oh. especially if it is friends
0: but right. the thing is like you you you're done because you know you can't watch the last one so you almost have to leave another one before that that you don't watch. You have the option
1: of watching. Mm, I Fair see what enough. You're I just never yeah. watched the last one, and it's like the show never ended.
3: <laughs> it it's Still forever going on. Yeah. You know what we have seen, though? We have seen the last episode in the Melvin Gordon <laughs> era. Hopefully. And Ryan, I want your take. Right when the news came down Monday morning, what would you think?
1: Well, I gotta say this. It's a good. I think it's a good thing I wasn't on the show yesterday.
3: <laughs> Probably um,
1: because yeah. uh, the Broncos as a whole have me in a dark place right now. <laughs> uh, I was in a bad mood after that game, um, and when that news came down, it was like. I I mean I, maybe I'm just blowing the fact that I wasn't on it, but I was just gonna say it felt like a like a win of some sorts, yeah, yeah which yeah. is not right, uh, and I feel guilty for feeling that yeah, way, yeah. Um, because. I don't know. You don't want to dance on graves regardless. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, legitimately for the person, I wish the best for Melvin Gordon. Mm -hmm. Um, But my reaction, to be honest, I tweeted, is about seven weeks late, Mm -hmm. at least. Uh, And probably should have never been a part of this year's team in the first place. I don't know about that one. (laughs) Um, But that's fine. Uh, Even if you think he should have at one point, the leash should have been cut uh, after the last Raiders game that Melvin Gordon cost the Denver Broncos Mm -hmm. um and then he wouldn't have been able to have the opportunity to cost the Broncos two games against the Raiders this season so that was my main take um and it it just kind of is emblematic of this season and this staff (laughs) and this group as a whole is it just feels like they're too late to make these changes like you know Clint Kubiak I thought did a nice job on Sunday And, you know, maybe as the season goes on, he he gets better and better and grows into that role even more and it helps out Russell Wilson even more. And none of that really matters because it's too little, too late. So I felt like this was almost like they're having Melvin, they were using Melvin Gordon as like a distraction. Like, oh, we'll cut Mm -hmm. Melvin Gordon. That'll calm everyone down for a day.
3: He'll be the scapegoat at some point in the season and, and it'll be now.
1: Well, and I just mean yesterday specifically. It was like, yeah. eh, if we cut Melvin Gordon, maybe people will think less about the fact that we lost to the Raiders and got swept by them for the third season in a row. I
3: think it worked. It did. I, I do think it it took some pressure off of the loss and Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson and everything that went wrong. I, I do think that, that it worked in their, in their advantage.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, I think it did too. Um, and there's like a lot going on yesterday with the U.S. game too. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. At least for me, it helped me, you know. <laughs> move on from, you know, that uh, just a disgusting loss at the hands of the Raiders. But, um, yeah, so I do uh, – I wish the best for Melvin Gordon, legitimately. Like, I don't know if it's what his prospects look like in the NFL or whatever, but um, I felt guilty for feeling good about Mm. him getting cut.
3: So you talk about some mixed emotions. There were some mixed emotions today on social media from Melvin Gordon himself. He posted two things on social media about leaving the Broncos. The first... Makes you feel like, damn, I feel I feel bad for this guy. Allie, can we pull up his actual Instagram post? Here it is. He posted, like, seven photos with teammates. It's it's Melvin Gordon hugging Pat Sertan's the first one. Then some other photos are him laughing with guys, him being in the huddle with guys. Uh, and, and he says, thank you to the Broncos. Then he goes on a big thing thanking his teammates, uh, saying, you guys are my brothers, really appreciate everything. And, and it was a very good post uh, from Melvin Gordon, I thought. And then so that's when you see it this morning, you're like, Damn. Okay, man. They, Good they, for you. This, yeah. this does suck from like a, a human <laughs> standpoint.
1: Yeah, and and it's like the classic uh, thing that played out just this last week, but it's played out multiple times now with Melvin Gordon, where he got all the pats on the back yeah, from the media, yeah, yeah. like, oh man. <laughs> credit to melvin gordon for standing up in front of the cameras and facing the music a true professional in every sense of the word and it feels like <laughs> after that post you would have been able to say the same thing right yeah yep,
3: of course hey of could, course.
1: congrats you know uh you know or um good job on melvin gordon going out with class Yep. you know it's like the it's, it's all social media now but it used to be like the taking out a full page ad to, ah, right, to, right, right. you know he took out <laughs> an instagram <laughs> ad to say nice things but there was one group that was not mentioned in there, and ah. that group was mentioned. It was later. the
3: fans. So on that first, uh, on the front page of the newspaper, it's the full page ad thanking the fans and his teammates. Then the back page. You flip it, <laughs> and the back page is this uh-huh. one. And if you're listening to to it on the <laughs> podcast, it's on Mel- Melvin Instagram story, and the scene. Uh, is OJ Simpson being chased in the Ford Bronco by, I don't know, 50 cop cars? Yeah. And Melvin Gordon is OJ. Photoshopped, yeah, Photoshopped himself. You know, normal into thing to do.
0: Photoshop yourself onto OJ. I don't, he don't think want to he do that.
3: Did it.
2: I, I, I
0: totally thought some fan made this and he was like, oh, you I, fans have been held.
3: That's
1: my interpretation.
3: Oh, that would make a lot more sense. It's possible. And his caption is, ha ha ha. It's laughing, crying face. <laughs> Boy, y'all fans was hell. M-A-L-M-F-A-O. Thank y'all to Broncos country. Let's at least laugh on the way out.
1: <laughs> so can one of you give me what you interpret this photo to mean? Oh, the fans are just always up his ass. So he's... <laughs> Jeez. I mean, that's what it was. <laughs> but, like, he's a accused murderer on the run, and the fans are the cops... I the mean, of the cops chasing him. yep.
3: I thought it was very bizarre to put that out there yourself on it,
1: top is of there like, like a, 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 a w- are we to assume that he believes OJ's innocence?
0: No, he, no, no, no. I don't. No. I don't no. I, I he would, would have s- to, yeah. right? Because be so no, You don't want to be Jason. the murderer in the story. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, he did fumble five times. I think he's heard. <laughs> well, I don't so think, you think he he he's that
3: self-aware to be saying that it's his fault.
0: I don't think he was going through every part of the picture and yeah, thinking, like, oh, Henry. this adds up. I think it's just. That's
1: something I here's don't think it's that
2: deep for him.
1: I'm not saying, like. I'm just See, saying. People you would, in the
2: comments are saying, "Don't you, go there."
1: That's just Jose. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just saying, like, y- you would want to be the innocent one, right? Or is he? Uh, I don't know. Okay, I ca- don't
0: think he's that worried about that particular part it's
1: really important part of anything that involves O.J. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. it
3: is cody says he thinks the fans ran him out of town i can see oh, that one okay that, that makes one makes sense,
2: sense. Uh-huh. that one makes yeah. sense
3: but just used the wrong he, imagery he, for he, it he did I, th- I certainly think he did uh and uh, melvin's right though the fans oh yeah were hell for him uh now some of that wasn't his own doing he came in to a tough oh, yeah. situation here in Denver. Now, he did choose to come here, uh, and maybe he didn't research how <laughs> tough the situation was going to be for him, but then he also had a lot of self inflicting wounds and, and yes. reason that it just kept getting worse and worse,
1: both on and off the field. Yeah, yep. this was a conversation that unfolded a little bit in the Slack this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I all think
3: I, All I saw was coffee in the Slack
1: uh you gotta (laughs) check Broncos chat oh Oh. uh and Henry essentially said something along the lines of like he was up against it from the very beginning and like it was gonna be hard for fans to like him in the uh, under any circumstances because he was dead before he got here because he was taking carries away from Philip Lindsay at first and like I remember our conversations when it happened Zach and you ended up being the right one which you were like they wouldn't have paid him this money to share carries with Philip Lindsay. Like, he's coming here to take mm-hmm. Philip Lindsay's job. And I guess, you know, I was kind of in denial of that. Like, again, I was like, there's no way. Like, we'll Philip Lindsay's back to back 1,000 back yeah. yard yeah. seasons. But like, yeah,
2: it's Melvin
0: Gordon, who at that point is like a pro bowler.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, and, and I was in support of it at the time, full disclosure of like, why wouldn't you want two really good backs in your backfield? Oh, yeah. And like, sure, you know, eight million is a lot of money, I think it was, or six, was eight million a year? Uh, yep,
3: eight million. So that here. is a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but you know, I was like, hey, if you're trying to get better, you, you pay good players to come and play mm-hmm. for you. Um, and I guess my disagreement with the whole thing of like he never stood a chance was just like, if he was really good and you know played the right notes, I think people would it would have been a lot easier for people to get over Phil Lindsay and to not feel like he was stealing carries away from Javante this year. It was all the little things in which he did wrong at every corner that made the fans turn on him. Uh, and it and it really starts and ends with the fumbles. Like, you just can't make big, loud mistakes like that yeah. that cost you games mm-hmm. and and get away with it. And then you add in the DUI on top of it, uh, and it's just like he couldn't do anything right when he threw the ball over Drew Locke's head on the – on the uh, flea flicker, he said, like, yeah, it's just not something you do very much. Like, yeah. something along those lines, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, oh, uh, like, it's not my fault. And I just he he played too many wrong notes. I think if he would have been a great player with great success and played the right notes outside, I think it would have been a lot easier for fans to move past the fact that, you know, he took Philip Lindsay's job.
3: And we saw it just Sunday night after the Broncos game. He's, he has two good answers where he takes accountability, takes the blame for the fumble says that it hurt the team. And then in his third one, he just kind of unravels a little bit by saying, you know, well, we did recover. Uh, well, and then they missed the 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 three points. They missed the field goal, too. And it's like, no, no, just take the blame and kind of move on from there. But then he started putting blame on other things. And that was kind of like you said, Ryan, every time there was a fumble, you would kind of hear that stuff.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. You yeah. know, you know now, pe- now more people are coming after me for trying to read into, which is fine. Maybe I... I I didn't mean to, like, read into it too deep. I was just trying to understand what it meant.
3: I, I got to say, though, I mean, if you're going to put yourself... Or yeah. maybe he didn't do that, but if you're going to put yourself post and it. post something of a very controversial character, and it's very much a reference to that, you're going to get people who question that.
1: I was just... That's true. Like, I didn't fully understand the post, which is why yeah, I asked the question. I, I
3: didn't either. <laughs> uh,
1: so, uh, you know, not I'm not saying it was. I was just asking. Yeah. Anyways, um... Yeah, it it was – I don't know. You're right in the sense that he was up against it from the start. I just feel like he then went backwards from there.
0: He did, totally. But, again, like, I said in the Madden chat today. Like, I think if he had run for 2,000 yards, Broncos fans would either be saying, like, oh, they should have been giving the ball to Phil, should have been giving it to Javante. Like, he started so far behind where almost anybody has come to the Broncos and started – like like, Bill Romanowski-type situation where it's, like, a rival. But again, like, he People was a rival. Bill now, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because he was able to flip it around. But when you start that far behind the eight ball, and, I mean, that's because you're coming from the Chargers. People already don't, like, adore you. Then you have the Phil Lindsay thing. Hometown, very Tebow-ish, where it's not about being rational. It still isn't. Well, I sent that tweet out about the Broncos signing a linebacker, and somebody responded... Wasn't Phil available? It's like, well, geez, he, they don't even play the same position. But I, I just, it would have been so, so difficult for Melvin Gordon to be like a beloved Bronco, and it's like he didn't necessarily have to turn he into the most.
1: Only had to be good.
0: I don't know. I don't think that's true. You had to be more than good. I and I, I again, like he is right now the most hated Bronco of the last at least ten like generation, years. Yeah. The last one, yeah, like. It's it's a it's a long time period that he is the most hated Bronco,
1: and like again he doesn't deserve all of it. Is there I, anyone between him and Raheem Moore like everyone hated no. Raheem Moore, and then I can't uh, think of a player that everyone like yeah. hated after that because they I were winning. I think I think
0: people hate Melvin more than Raheem Moore.
1: No, I do. Oh, maybe man. only now because there's time to digest and kind of feel bad for Raheem Moore, uh, which is how I feel. But see about exactly, yeah.
0: but that's the thing though, is people feel bad. Like nobody feels bad for, nobody thinks like ah oh, Melvin. Delta tough hand. They just think, no, I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah.
3: Especially because he was paid big money. That makes it easier for yeah. people to kind of take the human part out of it and say, well, he's just getting paid so much money. <laughs> I'm not going to have sympathy.
1: Someone brought up Marquette King. I don't uh, think he really is an actor. I would do like, like that. He's just a punter. Yeah, yeah I, I make do really like
3: that. Very weird, very dude. odd. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I should say weird. I should should say different.
0: Um, me, again, like people hated Melvin before this season. And he had, what, one more fumble than Javante last year? Yeah. He
1: two games last year. Oh,
0: totally. But again, it's one more fumble.
1: Well, like, it's one more fumble. But that's what I mean about the loudness, you know, the, the size of the mistakes. Like, you can make a very strong, compelling case that out of the last... So how many games have they played this year? Uh, ten. Ten. Out of the last 26 games that they played and I don't know exactly what their record is in those games, but five of their losses can be directly attributed to Melvin Gordon. Now, it's it's not yeah. that simple. Yeah. But you can point to that game and say, Melvin Gordon made a massive mistake in that game, and the Broncos lost. Yeah. And it, that's why he got cut. Yes.
3: And then also just all the offseason stuff. We have mentioned some, but then how about this offseason? Deciding not to come to any of the, of the offseason mm-hmm. workouts, and it just... People were already wanting to get after him, and then that was just more more fodder fodder for the fire. There, Jose throwing out Juwan James.
1: Ooh, really good one. But again, <laughs> yeah.
0: just not That's high profile as Melvin because he didn't cost them any games because he didn't play any. Yeah, <laughs>
3: again, like he's so a lineman. He cost them all the games. <laughs> <then>. Maybe <laughs> yeah.
1: he's a lineman, not a running back too. Like the casuals hate Melvin. Loud mistakes are just the number one way to get a fan base to turn against you. And you're right. Mm-hmm. He started behind the eight ball and then just worked his way back from there. And that's how yep. you get to full on hate. I do want to say this. I And I'm certainly not claiming innocence in this case mm-hmm. to get back to innocence. Um, <laughs> I don't want players to, leave denver feeling like the fans were hell no yeah, totally agree especially uh,
0: players who are very likely going to be important media
1: people down the line <laughs> potentially I, I,
0: he's gonna be on tv
1: <clears throat> yeah i mean i could see it i almost yeah, see him to, more maybe to. like on like the wisconsin broadcasts or something it's possible mm-hmm, yeah uh but either way uh you know it's i don't know i i, I don't like that feeling uh and I, like i said i, I you know i Media and I can only speak for myself personally, like I certainly played a role right. in sometimes oh, yeah. riling up the masses because I was also right. upset about Mel- whatever Melvin Gordon did mm-hmm. in that specific situation. Um, but I I don't want pe- br- players leaving the Broncos being like, man, Broncos fans are rough. Yep. It's, yep. Not a, it's just not a good look for us. I, you know, I think that yeah. for a long time, Broncos fans were kind of the opposite of that. Back when they were winning. Yes. And that's what I was going to yeah. say is like, hey, um, man, I didn't do much, but those fans, they showed the love or whatever. Um, for most players, excluding like a Raheem Moore or anything like that, would probably have great, great memories of Broncos fans. And it is true that things have gotten rough over the last seven years, and it brings the worst out of, you know, everyone when when things get bad. And um, I just think as a as a general rule, we should try to avoid – having people feel like that when they leave Denver.
3: I think, I think it's a great point. Uh, And uh, um, I have one more question or I have one more opportunity for Melvin to have the fans hate fans hate him even more. What if he signs with the team that then plays the Broncos (laughs) and what happens two things can happen. He can come into Denver with that team and score two touchdowns on the Broncos and really get back at the Broncos or, I think he can create the loudest environment that the Broncos will have this entire year, if he goes out with this other team and fumbles.
1: Oh, and the fans I are think, just losing. I think their it mind. would
3: be as loud as we've heard this stadium this year because there haven't been that many good moments.
1: Mm-hmm. I also think you might be as loud as to hear just the booze mm-hmm. when he takes the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
3: very, it's very true. So he went unclaimed today. Do you guys think he signs with another team?
1: I think he.
0: He's going to get offered a practice squad spot. I wouldn't be surprised if his ego's in a
1: place where he
0: just doesn't take
1: it. Mm. But I,
0: I, don't, I don't see him getting the ball this season.
1: Okay. What I don't understand, because, again, and this is the Melvin Gordon dilemma, he's a good player when he's not ruining the game for you. Uh-huh. Uh, and so it would be tempting for a team, for example, say, the Buffalo Bills, yeah. to say, like, man this guy could come in and be one of our better backs. And then I just come to the, the, if I'm in that conversation, I'm at that table. I'm just saying like, there's no way you cannot hand this dude the ball Mm -hmm. because all of our games are big games and they're only getting bigger as we get closer Mm -hmm. to the end of the season. And we saw what happened to the Broncos. Mm -hmm. They lost five games in which he fumbled the ball. So I don't think a good team can afford to give him the ball. And I don't know if there's motivation, especially for an older player, for a bad team to sign him, you know, to give him carries.
0: Yeah. And on top of that, he hasn't been good even when he hasn't fumbled this year. Like, he's yeah. a full yard below his, like, worst uh, yards per carry since he's been in Denver.
1: But even Javante wasn't very good True. in yards per carry-wise when he was out there. Yeah. Obviously, Latavius and anyone else they've given the rock this year isn't, oh yeah. also isn't. Except for maybe, again, like, like, Boone? Yeah.
3: yeah. Maybe. But, but again, like, when you look per at per it's like yep.
0: three and a half yards per carry. Fumbled five times. They're just, I just can't see a team saying like, oh yeah, he's going to help us out. If
1: you take away his name, Melvin Gordon, which is a name mm-hmm. that everyone knows, yep. and you look at those stats, yep. that's an unsignable player.
3: Yep. Yes, it is. It is. I mean, five fumbles in 10 games this year, and he wasn't even the starter. He has the most fumbles of any non-quarterback this year in the NFL, and I believe he has the 34th most Touches or carries from a running back position, yet the most fumbles. Yep. Just think about that. Yep. He yep. wasn't getting opportunities,
1: yet he was fumbling the most. It's wild. Oh, I mean yeah. and you know, the Max Crosby won this last weekend is like a a really good play by Max Crosby. Yeah. Uh yep. and if it happened to anyone else, that's the way it would be um interpreted. And it's just like I don't know. It always happens to you somehow.
3: Yep. And teammate, the, the, the other players know, and so mm-hmm. they're punching the ball out, and that's what the Broncos would certainly be doing if they ended oh, up yeah. playing him this year.
0: That's yeah. the other tough part, is if you're if you're Melvin, you know everybody's going for the ball. Yep. Like, like, for you know Mike Boone when he gets back, they want the other teams want forced fumbles. When you're
1: Melvin, everybody's trying to knock that ball out. And and not only do they know that that can be a big play for their team. They also know it'll just change the energy in the stadium.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it certainly has many times. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: So I don't know. It's a, it was a complicated and bad relationship from the start. Yeah. And I think it's probably just a relief for all involved that it's over.
3: Yeah. And, and if you want to change the environment you're in, bring some Breck brews, and I'm Mm. sure that will change it in an instant, especially if it's kind of a bad environment. Bring some Breck brews, and it will be a great one, especially Broncos Country Pale Ale. They got the coolest cans in the world, especially if you want to rep your Broncos, the old D they've got on there. It's awesome, and also the beer is really good. It, It has flavor, but it's not too intense, so I think it really fits a lot of palates there. And if you want to get a Breck brew, come down to the DNVR bar maybe Friday. It's going to be... Maybe one of the biggest days that the bar's ever had, starting at 6 a.m., going all the way through the night. The Nuggets Tunk- played
1: at 8.30. So.
3: In the night. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so literally, it's all day, all night. We're going to have Breck brews here the whole time. And if you can't make it to the bar, make sure to check out Breckbrew.com to find their Breck beer locator and find beer close to you
0: and if you uh, are thinking about getting a little bit reckless while you drink those breck beers with us jesus
3: check out denver oh,
0: health oh my medical God. Oh. No, get some health insurance. It's a good thing to do. That's not oh that bad. Get goodness. some health insurance if you're going to do something irresponsible. I think it's just
1: the word reckless yeah just yes. took us to bad places. Mixing with alcohol. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I just think that that's good advice. If you're going to be reckless, <laughs> yes. have health insurance. <laughs> also, yeah, don't be true. reckless yeah, while you're yeah, drinking. Yeah. Well, yeah, but also have health insurance. Yes. Yeah,
3: just that part. Have health insurance.
0: Especially if
2: you're no,
0: (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I mean, if if you don't have insurance, this is the best way to do it. Um, It's obviously Denver Health or Denver-based. They have ten family health center uh, centers in the Denver area. They have a main hospital, uh, the outpatient medical center at Denver Health. All sorts of good stuff. Again, it's local. They have dental and vision at no additional cost. Um, It's it's cost effective. It's still good health insurance. Uh, so, so definitely, if you're in the market, this is the, the best option on the market with great benefits, affordable plans, all that sort of stuff. Um, and uh, open enrollment for the exchange runs November 1st to January 15th. If you enroll by December 15th, you can have your coverage begin on January 1st. Call today, 303-602-4912, or go to
1: www.denver-
0: or www.denverhealthmedicalplan.org.
1: Nice. And Zach kind of touched on it, but make sure you come down to the bar on Friday. Uh, It's going to be insane. I already have one of my buddies pressuring me to get here at 6 (laughs) a.m. Don't I don't envision that happening. <laughs> yeah. We just stay here
3: so long.
0: Like I would be so down to come at six a.m. if we weren't gonna be here until eleven p.m. at night.
1: I'd be down to come at six a.m. if the U.S. was playing at six a.m. But they don't play till noon. Mm. So I think I'll I'll get here uh, for the nine a.m.
3: Well, actually, but Allie, you have no excuse because on Thursday, are you gonna be here till eleven p.m.? It's Thanksgiving no no yeah so then boom there the you bar go. is oh, closed oh, you on mean, thursday you mean friday night you're gonna be yeah, here so till
1: 11 friday oh, okay. is just like an all Never day mind. i mean oh. yep, yep, we're gonna be yep. if we were here okay. from 6
3: a.m to
0: 11 30 p.m it wouldn't this be the first 15 time hour day at the but bar. yeah it would just be a lot
1: wait it's more than that isn't it 6 a.m to the bar is
0: closed no. on thursday though for
3: everyone
1: friday though 6 a.m yes exactly so come down on friday party with us <laughs> um I, I say get here early, but also, like, even if you don't, it's still just as much fun. You're just going to have to stand. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, man, was yesterday packed. Or make friends. And best sport for standing for a whole game is definitely soccer. Not too long. Exactly. It's yeah. like, that's my that favorite thing true. about these World that's Cup games. One. It's not that big of a commitment. Like, if you want to watch, like, a, two teams you don't care about play baseball, it's like a <laughs> three and a half, maybe four <laughs> hour Ugh. commitment. And tough. But, like, this is, like, you know exactly how much time you're committing to it. You're like, I think I'll get into this game.
3: Yep, yep. So, Henry and I were doing the podcast during the USA game yesterday, and we were Mm -hmm. two floors above the bar, in the same building, but two floors above and, like, on the other end of the building, and we could still hear chants and and hooting and hollering going on. Yeah,
1: Brandon was in, like, an important business meeting, uh, you know, kind of telling people about the great things about Uh, DNVR. And then that happens, and he's like, he's like as you can see, uh-huh. <laughs> which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. It was, my ears were ringing afterwards, like a full-on, like, uh, sonic event. Wow. <laughs> Speaking
3: of sonic events, can the Broncos make the playoffs this year? No. Okay, that'd be a sonic <laughs> event. So then, what do we want to see, barring wins, from the Broncos the rest of the year? What's the most important thing? I think it's very obvious.
1: Yeah, it starts with with one thing that we don't even have to really dive that deep into because it's so obvious. You you don't want. You need desperately to see Russell Wilson play better. You do. And it's unfortunate that it didn't give the Broncos the results they're looking for. But this last Sunday was absolutely a step in the right direction. Uh, And I saw Russ taking a little bit of um, heat for this no pun intended, for the heat map of his throws uh, <laughs> this weekend because it, it, was, it was the Russ can't throw over the middle meme personified. He didn't even try, Yeah, no. which is kind of fine with me.
2: Like yeah, Eventually, I mean, yeah. sure,
1: you'd like to work back to that, but I think that was the number one thing Clint Kubiak said when he came in. I think when Nathaniel Hackett came in, he said, hey, we're going to run this offense. I believe in you to be able to throw over the middle, even if it might not be your favorite or most comfortable thing. Let's make it happen. Let's have a dynamic offense and not telegraph. I think Clint Kubiak looked at that film and said, all right, well, he can't really do that, so yep. let's get back to the edges. <laughs> yep. uh, and you know what? It didn't result in a lot of points, but it resulted in a much more comfortable Russell Wilson who was completing easy passes, who looked accurate when he was throwing out there. And to me, that's just like a step in the right direction. So mm-hmm. that's what you need to see. And I think we're already one step in that, in that world. Definitely. So
3: what, what does that look like besides just being more comfortable? Well, what, what 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 would you like to see in the final seven games?
0: Just keep going what you did with that first half. Like, I mean, just, just easy completions. Use those flats. Let them work upfield. Get like, I don't know. if you I mean, if you complete two-thirds of your passes, everybody's going to be hyped. I don't need it to be that good to feel a lot better. I mean, he's completing what, like 55% right now?
3: Uh, Now it's up to 59% Damn. thanks to his 77% performance. Yeah,
0: I mean, if you can get up to like 63 64 65%. Okay. That would make me feel really good going into next year.
3: In order to feel really good, and I can't believe this is the bar, the the next seven games, two-to-one touchdown to interception ratio, which coming into this, Russ was did a Did not take four, a step in the
1: right direction on that this weekend. He
3: did not. No, Russ was a four-to-five touchdown to interception ratio guy coming into this season. Four yep. touchdowns to one interception, or even five touchdowns to one interception. So the fact that I'm dropping down to two-to-one, I wouldn't feel great, but I'd feel yep. better. Because right now... He is almost 1-1, to and his touchdowns per game is less than one per game, which is just wild. So, yes, I think I would want to see him Uh continue to build on being comfortable, but then I'd also need to see him have success while doing that. And that was kind of the... One thing that he lacked was I don't need big plays that turn into touchdowns. He almost had it to Kendall Hinton, and man, that that would have been an awesome one for him to get. Uh, but but I do need to see him start getting into the end zone.
1: Almost had two mm-hmm. to Kendall Kendall Hinton because Kendall dropped one later in the game. True. That probably would have been a touchdown if he caught it. It's true. It's it's very true. Okay, so we all agree on that. Yep. What's number two?
3: Because I think I may be different than you guys.
0: Hmm. Uh, I've got two that really stand out. Okay. One of them is that offensive line. Oh. You, you got to get that going. Like if you could start running the ball,
1: but, at look, all, that'd be so great. I feel like you have to micro focus a little bit more than just saying better offensive line play because no. which parts of these offensive line that we're seeing right now are even going to be a part of next season? Totally.
0: But just that outside zone, like you just need to get that working. And who knows who's going to be back and who's not. But I mean, if they don't get it going, then you know, none of them can do it. So just get that going. Like you just need some semblance of a, a running game. Like you, you, I'm not asking for a 200-yard game, but I mean, was it this week? 2.9 yards per carry for Latavius and like 3.8 for Melvin. Yeah. Well, guess what? Melvin's gone. So just find a way to get three and a half yards per game consistently. Wow. Three or three and a half yards per carry. For oh. the game. Three and a half yards per game is what it feels like right now. <laughs> yes, it is. I,
3: I knew what you meant, but that's tough. And really quick, oh, it's yeah. gonna be even tougher. Chase Edmonds put on the injured reserve today. Yep. He's out at least the next four games.
1: What, what what's up with Mike Boone?
3: Uh he is eligible. The first week he's eligible come to come back is next week.
1: Okay. Uh I feel like he might actually be able to help in this whole equation. He honestly could be oh, your yeah. number one back. Definitely. If he's healthy. I mean he'd be the favorite, right? I think Latavius would probably be the favorite I think just because so. really? he's <laughs> Hasn't done anything wrong yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Except
0: for not pick up yards. <laughs> like he hasn't fumbled. Is he hasn't fumbled? Is yeah, what you yeah. can say. And he's big. Yeah. He's I big. Don't, I don't
1: think Mike has either. I I do think there's a good chance that he would be featured heavily, but they've never shown that. Right. Um, also, they had I've seen Trufonte this. and Melvin. I've seen this in our comment section a couple times over the last couple of days. Mm. The trade deadline is passed. <laughs> yes. It no has. one can be traded.
3: No. No. Can't be traded until March of next year. <laughs> yes. Um,
1: so we can get that out of the way. And speaking of the person that they said trade, I want to see one of these wide receivers do... Something on a consistent basis. Uh, yep. that we, was my we were other one. Starting to see it from Jerry. That's why I so disappointed that he got hurt. He had had a couple nice games in a row. Um, we <laughs> we determined him to be the offensive MVP, <laughs> um, which is so <laughs> sad. Um, but and at- honestly,
3: he's probably only, since we had that conversation a couple weeks ago, he's probably only added to that, which is insane. Yeah.
1: Yep. So uh, I'd love to see Jerry Judy be a consistent threat um, once he comes back. That would ease my concerns a lot because it doesn't. It feels like Cortland Sutton is not that guy.
3: Um, and I, 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 Ryan, I totally see where I are in terms of players, specific players. I'm right there with you And Jerry Judy because the thing about the wide receiver group, you're stuck. You're not making any big moves next year in terms of adding someone. You may mm-hmm. trade one of these guys, but you're getting you know a pick back that's not going to get you a superstar. You need a superstar to emerge. And right now, I'm not comfortable saying that any of you guys will no. be a superstar, but you need a playmaker to emerge right now. And I think Jerry Judy gives you that best opportunity to get that.
1: It, it, it's kind of hard to invest more into the position the Broncos already have. Yeah. Two mm-hmm. big contracts and a first-round pick. You're not, and, and, and a second-round pick.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's why you're not going to do anything else. Yeah. And
0: that's why my my second one was actually a little bit different. I wanted out of Montreal, Washington, Jalen Virgil, mm-hmm. and Brandon Johnson. For somebody to do something. Okay. Just just enough that fans are saying, like, oh, maybe maybe he'll be good next year. Jalen Virgil's batting a thousand. He is. He does have that one catch. One target, um, one catch, yeah, one touchdown. Yeah, yeah. So true. But yeah, I mean, like, you're gonna have Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. Can you trust any of those guys? Of course not. Like, they're just not there. Any one of them could still potentially be like a Pro Bowl type of guy. Uh and that's why you have to keep him around. But that's why if you can just add one more, one more guy to get excited about, Jalen Virgil, the uh, Brandon Johnson, Montrell Washington. You don't need them to be great, but just string together back-to-back 50, 60-yard games
3: toward the end of the season, Like then they justify having that roster spot, and you feel like you have options. And, Hank, to add to your point, you guys know how many wide receivers caught a pass this week for the Broncos?
1: Two? That's what I was going to
3: guess. Three. Three. Oh. You know who, how many caught more than one pass for two yards? Two, oh, Ken- and one of them is Kendall Hinton. And all the respect to Kendall Hinton. He should probably be thrown in your group as well there, Henry. Uh, but you had Cortland Sutton, Kendall Hinton, each catch a couple of passes. Then Brandon Johnson catch one pass for two yards. So talk about the Congratulations, need for first res- NFL catch. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yep. Talk about the need for depth Definitely. there. I'm right there with you. But my number two, and it doesn't agree with you guys, and you guys may actually push back against this. I'm not sure. I know fans will. I want to see Nathaniel Hackett become a, a good head coach. A good head coach because we know he can't do it as a play caller, at least of now, and he's probably not going to get that opportunity with the Broncos ever again, because if he can prove to be a good head coach this year, he's probably That's not going to have job. play responsibility next year, but he's going to keep his job, and as much as fans want him fired, the last thing the Broncos want internally, and honestly, as they should, shouldn't should want, they don't want more change. Change is just killing this team year in and year out now. You can't stick with something if it's bad and not working. So if Nathaniel Hackett doesn't prove that, then you do have to move on from him. But it would be great. And so far, we're honestly 0-1 for with Nathaniel Hackett proving to be a good head coach this past game. uh, The game management was questionable at times. I don't put that play on third down after the two-minute warning on Hackett. I still put that on Russ. But it doesn't look good for Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, But honestly, the second-best thing outside of Russell Wilson – is having consistency with the coaching staff and having the guy you hired this year turn out to be good. Now, I may be wishing for something that's not likely to happen, uh, and and I know that, but that would honestly be such a good thing for the Broncos.
1: I think you're totally right. I also think that has to be coupled with Clint Kubiak um, becoming a legitimate play caller. Um, And I can only assume... Uh, he can't be the play caller as quarterback's coach for long. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. So you can probably get away with that for the rest of the season. But yeah. it would be a positive thing for the Broncos. And again, I'm with you that no one wants to hear this because yep. everyone's ready to move on from everyone and start all over. Yep. It'd be a positive thing for the Broncos if they were able to move forward with Nathaniel Hackett as head coach and Clint Kubiak as offensive coordinator. Um, I almost feel like we had this conversation when the Broncos made all these moves of like, why is Justin Allen the offensive coordinator <laughs> and Klink- Kubiak is the uh, quarterback's coach? Um, but, it, like I said, it would be a good thing for the Broncos to say, okay, we're keeping the same scheme. We're changing the play caller. We're going to add a, s- a few wrinkles. Um, Henry, you mentioned, you know, they started, the pl- they started the game with a wrinkle the other day, which yeah. I thought was great. You know, make them think you're in a heavy uh, set, send out their heavy personnel, and then spread them out um, with, like, a double a uh, double tight type mm-hmm. of uh, formation there. Like I like seeing that from Clint Kubiak. So I'm with you. I feel it's unlikely. <laughs> yeah. But if it does happen, you couple it with Clint Kubiak being a- an option for this team as offensive coordinator and being able to keep some semblance of stability. But I just think that most people are thinking, I don't want stability. I want the whole thing to come crashing down so we can start over mm-hmm. and try again.
3: Especially mm-hmm. after Hackett's comment yesterday. Um, he, he was asked, you know, how was it not calling plays? And, and he said he was kind of just bouncing around talking to people, but then just said, you know, I, I didn't know what to do at times, which fans jumped all uh, over. He said he tried oh to yeah. make a couple play calls to Russ. And then he noticed his button wasn't there to, to make a play call into Russ, which to me was honestly sad. I
1: felt bad yep. for him. Well, and it's then like he said, when you're like looking for your dog to exactly. come meet you at the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep.
3: And then he said a couple of times, you know, I was pumping the crowd up and, when you're losing and your head coach is saying that, you know, he, his, one of his jobs was pumping the crowd up, people don't like to hear that. So I know that uh, fans certainly did not like that answer. And I know that fans certainly don't like my answer of that, too. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, totally. man, I didn't see that stuff, actually. I only saw the ones that were, like, positive of him being like, I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. That's funny that yep. he said all that. Yep. Yeah, it was.
0: Yep. The offense yesterday was so good in the first half, though. I don't think we're giving it enough credit. It's because just, it scored 10 points it's exactly, why we're not giving exactly. it credit. And a because Melvin they had,
3: fumble could have made it 17, and then that's four totally. points for the game on pace. And then you're talking about, okay, yeah, that is mm-hmm. it.
0: But again, I, like that 10 points came on three drives. Like that was just a very slow-paced yeah. game. 3.3 p- uh, points per drive, that would be easily the best in the NFL. Right now the Chiefs are number one with 2.8. And if they had kept that 3.3 per drive up in the second half, they would put up 23 in the second half. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're talking 33. And then you throw in they missed that field goal they could have made. Like that first half
3: really was good. Um It was, but but Henry, I think another reason we're not talking about it, just because it was 10 points but the then the second half. Exactly. 6 points and yep. then you kind of got back to what you're used to. But oh, I yeah. certainly agree with you. There's hope yeah. there. But then when it mattered most, the offense wasn't. Definitely. There. I'm,
0: I'm not sure if there was a script or something, but they had everything going in that first oh, half. Oh, Kubiak's
1: yeah. and Shanahan's—they have the <laughs> exactly. They know exactly. scripts. I was gonna—I think I—I I can't remember if I tweeted it or not. No, I ended up tweeting a different version of this. But I was yep. gonna say, like, for the rest of time, just let a descendant of the Kubiak or Shanahan family design the script. Like, I don't even care if they're part of the the staff. Yeah, let them do the script. Those that yep. those families are really good at that. Um, I I understand why everyone kind of jumped on those quotes. I kind of sympathize with it. Like, what are you supposed to do? That's the thing. But that's also
0: the reason some people would say you need a different head coach who does something.
1: What I'm saying, though, is a head coach who is not in charge of calling the plays on either side of the ball does a lot of nothing during the game. Yep. Motivate some guys, pump up the crowd, make a difficult decision on fourth (laughs) down, which we can't even be sure that Nathaniel Hackett has the power to do that. Yeah, it's Um, true. But the point being when you are the CEO type that's the job of a CEO you sit back yes is true. you empower great people to do their jobs yep. and when the push comes to shove like your your job is done yep you know yep. it's like uh, Brandon Spano who does a ton I'm not saying he <laughs> yeah. doesn't but it's his job to put us in these chairs right. and then mm-hmm. once we press go on the show yeah. There's nothing he can do but watch. Right, right. Yep,
3: yep. yep. You do all the work behind the scenes. Yeah. And Nathaniel Hackett is still grinding away like crazy. It's just in a a different role. And Mm -hmm. you know what? We've, We've talked about this pretty much every coaching search. In order, typically, in order to have the sustained success without having to, you know, be really bad on offense and really good on defense and just flipping that all the time, in order to be sustained, typically a CEO head coach is the way you want to go because yet you have someone that's not going to get too high, too low on either side of the ball. That's the best thing for sustained success. Now, I understand why the Broncos went after Hackett. They had to fix their offense, and they thought that was the best way to do it. But if Hackett evolves into this good CEO, that would be great for the team. I'm not holding out hope, though.
1: And I also really do believe that it was less about offensive genius Nathaniel Hackett, because he's never proven himself to be that. It was fix the offense with an offensive-minded head coach and bring in someone who can change the culture and the vibes. Right. Uh, And he did a lot of great work in that until they actually had to play football games and started losing again. Yep. And there's nothing you can do for vibes and feelings and all that when when, when the team's bad.
3: No, no, you you, you really can't. Um, But there is something you can do to change the vibes, and that's win money over at DraftKings Sportsbook. I mean, my vibes, I had a terrible day on Saturday uh, betting on college football. I was feeling a little under the weather, so I didn't leave the house much. So just betting on college ball, bad decision. Really bad. I need to stay away from college ball. But then the vibes totally changed on Sunday when I hit all three of my parlays. So that's what you can do over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And in fact... They're going to change your vibes right when you sign up. For new users, if you place a $5 bet on any NFL game and any NFL team to win and they win, you get $150 in free bets if they do. Place a $5 bet. You can even do it as early as Thursday. Three different games. Place a $5 bet on any team to win. If they do, you get $150 free dollars in your account. Man, this may be the best time to do that. Start with the morning game. Probably place your $5 moneyline bet on the Bills to win. They yes. win, then you have $150 to use on the final two games that day. Roll it over into the weekend. If you want to get crazy, you can bet on the Broncos playing the Sam darnold led Carolina Panthers this Yikes. week. So head to the app store, download the, or download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get $150 in your account by placing a $5 moneyline bet. That's $150 free dollars in your account. By using the code DNVR, make sure to see the show notes for details.
0: And get on over to uh, Infinity Park. The Raptors are done for the season. Uh, it was another great year for them. Their second great year of the two years they've been a team, and uh, they do like other... the abs all over again. Wow. They, well, I mean, <laughs> they were above five hundred, <laughs> which I guess the abs were too. I would imagine. but um, Yes. Yeah, so uh, Infinity Park. Still a whole bunch of cool stuff going on, even if there's no rugby there right now. Who knows? They might throw another game in anyway. Uh, AmericanRaptors.com. That's where you can go for tickets. That's where you can go to watch the games. And make sure you're following along with Colton Strickler at DMVR Rugby uh, with the podcast, written stuff, all that.
3: <laughs> what time do we start the show? Uh, 4.35. 3.35. 3.35.
1: All right, <laughs> so let's get to these questions. But we got, first,
3: let's... first, first, I, I got to tell you – That the Broncos will be playing another game this year. I can guarantee that. They're throwing on the schedule. So you've got to maybe check it out and go to the game. And if you want to, check out our friends over at game time. Click on the link in our YouTube description. We've also got it on our podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, Ali's showing you exactly where it's at. It's the first link in our description. Click on it, and boom. Takes you right to the Broncos tickets. Game coming up. Next home game, I should say kansas city chiefs at home on prime time and the awesome thing about game time is i love their interface you get to see exactly where the seats are they have flash deals going on like ali's showing that is a beautiful seat right there so if you want to get in get to a broncos game tickets as long as the broncos are bad tickets are probably going to be pretty affordable so Mm -hmm. if you can't go to many games well this is a great time to go so check them out click on that link in our description
1: uh, really quick, as we get into comments here, a comment right there from Alex Romero, who says, praying on the 49ers downfall so hard, it's not coming. That would have been a big uh, one I've night. actually uh. just let go of it. I watched the game last night hoping they would lose, and now I'm just like, okay, yeah, we're just going to get like a 28th pick. That's all right. It's better than not having a first-round pick at all.
0: Yeah, because the big thing is, I mean, yeah. if they're not going to miss the playoffs, all that matters is how they do in the playoffs. So it's, yeah. it's hardly even worth cheering against them.
1: Yeah. And it's if hard they're going to make it in.
3: It's hard for me to think that they're going to be worse than t- or that the Broncos will have a better pick than the 28th pick. I in, mean it feels like wow. they're at least going to make the NFC championship
1: game. Yeah. I knew Kyle Shanahan had something up his sleeve when they made the trade for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. And last night I think was the first full game I've gotten to watch with Christian McCaffrey there and I'm like Oh yeah! All he did was make them impossible to yep. defend. <laughs> yeah. You gotta exactly. choose. Are you gonna yeah. stop Ayuk? Or are you gonna stop Kittle? Or are you gonna stop Debo? Or are you gonna stop Christian McCaffrey? You might be able to stop one. You maybe could, maybe stop two. Yeah. You're not gonna stop three, no. and you definitely cannot stop all four of them. No, it's... no chance. And Jimmy looked amazing.
3: Yeah, J- mm-hmm. Jimmy looked incredible. Oh, are you talking about before the game? Uh, always. Uh, uh, always. Um, but no, I mean, and in fact, now they certainly didn't stop. Uh, Debo Samuel or Christian McCaffrey, the the Cardinals last night, but they held both of those guys out of the end zone. So their two best threats they held out of the end zone, and they still put up thirty eight points because George Kittle mm-hmm. gets in twice, Brandon Ayuk gets in twice, and actually I kind of feel bad leaving Kittle out of that best two conversation because yeah. Ayuk is isn't in that top tier, but they have three. Elite guys, it's, and it. then and then Ayuk is developing into be a fantastic guy. Yep. As
1: and well. no one is better than scheming them no. into positions mm-hmm. to hurt you than Kyle Shanahan. I mean,
3: he just keeps mm-hmm. putting Debo and Christian both in the backfield and shotgun next to Jimmy, and it's like, well, just f me. I don't yep. know what to do. Or
1: you see like he splits out Christian McCaffrey wide, and Zayvon Collins goes running after him, and he's like <laughs> yeah. seven yards off, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like, he's gonna have the easiest slant yeah. ever yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. Boom, yeah. easy slant. Yep. 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 Makes exactly. you wonder if the Broncos
0: should yep. traded for Christian McCaffrey.
1: I I mean I was I was in support of it then for you know mm-hmm. but who's their Debo who's their who's their yeah. uh, Kittle who's yeah. their would have had
0: one <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah. could he have, could they have beaten the Raiders would yes. he be the difference they lose every maybe. game by Probably. a couple Probably. points yeah. exactly yeah. like could, maybe. how many of those would have swung maybe
3: yeah. um I think the it's crazy that the Broncos beat this team now obviously they <laughs> didn't have um, Christian. Christian. But they had everyone else. Now, to be fair, it was Kittle's first game coming back off the IR. It was Jimmy's first game playing. So they were a very different team. But still, the Broncos will have that over them.
1: It's also kind of crazy that um, they were ever trying to force Trey Lance as the starting quarterback. Oh, man. And you think about it.
3: One of the picks they gave up could have been Micah Parsons. So they could have added Micah Parsons or Pat Sertan to their defense. And, like,
1: I'm in on the whole idea of trying to improve your your quarterback at all times. Yeah. But it, Trey Lance would not have this team going the way that, that Jimmy does.
3: Nope. Nope. No question about it. All
1: right. Let's hit these questions. We have a limited amount of time to answer questions, so let's, let's hit these fly. quick. Uh, Orange, if Hackett comes back next season, fans will riot.
3: I, if Hackett comes back next season, it's because the team goes 5-2-ish over yeah. their next seven, 4-3 and and with wins against the Chiefs maybe and, and sure. the Ravens. Yep. I mean, Two wins so against people, the Chiefs. People would get – a little bit behind. It w- he wouldn't be coming back at 5 and 11, zero, the Bron- 12.
1: The Broncos are staring down the barrel of getting swept by the division. I think yeah. it's going to happen. Me too. That's the worst the worst thing of all the things that have happened.
3: The- I agree. The only one that's, that's up in the air for her debate right now is the Chargers at home. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos win that, but that's the only one.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're in every game, so something crazy could happen with the Chiefs. But uh, have they? Wow. I don't know if if in their history uh, they've ever gotten swept by the AFC West.
3: In this construction, probably not.
1: Yeah. No. That's, f- That's so bad. Orange again. Uh, what does Hackett r- – where does Hackett rank in most hated coaches?
3: I know he's not Second. number one. Second, no. Yeah, he, he's not number one because Josh McDaniels also cheated. It was an embarrassment off he was the awful. field as well. This is yeah. going
0: a lot better than Josh McDaniels did.
3: That says something.
1: I don't it know is. about that. It is. I don't even think there's an argument. It's definitely going better. They have half as many wins as Josh uh, had in his uh, – or no, not even half as many wins as Josh had in his first, first season. It's for I mean, six games. Yeah. True. I mean, but I guess by the end of the season we'll be able to say
0: – I mean, everything went wrong. He yeah. pissed off Jay Cutler right away. Yeah, I guess Brandon Marshall. He didn't trade till after the season.
3: Still pissed off though. He pissed. At no yep. players that were still on the team no. liked him. No,
1: everybody hated him.
3: Media absolutely hated him.
0: Everybody
1: yeah, hated that, him. That was a a disaster. <laughs> and now that it guy was awful. owns Nathaniel Hackett.
3: Oh man, oh, yeah. that's the brutal reality. Yep. yep. Next one from James. He says, I am both amazed and disgusted about the backlash Broncos Twitter is giving Melvin about his post. We are a toxic and spoiled fan base. I don't get it.
1: Everybody's toxic and spoiled when they lose. Well, being spoiled is a privilege because it means that you've won a lot. Yeah, So that I can excuse. Toxicity just comes from losing.
3: It does, and there's been a lot of losing, and so, like I said, I think Melvin was right. This fan base uh, was hell for him. Yes, I don't think there's
1: any fan base that wins a lot or has won a lot that isn't spoiled.
3: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I
1: don't think there's any fan base that's losing a lot right now that isn't toxic.
3: Yep, probably right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But to the point, I think they're probably both true. Yep, maybe the Texans. If you've never, they might just be chill with it. Yeah, like Rockies (laughs) fans. (laughs) uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess the they're, ones who get mad just leave. Those fans are, never are really better. to the point of apathy, too. Yeah, exactly.
3: All right, should we hit a couple questions on the website? Yeah, let's do it. First one from Corey Jones, 1976. Food for thought. There are always solutions, never problems. It is not out of the realm of possibility that you could package your next two first-round picks to draft a quarterback and let his cheap salary offset Wilson's high cap it over the next three years. There are always solutions if they don't believe Russell is going to be their guy.
1: It's just too soon to go that drastic. Well, and the other thing about that is you then lose the – even if you hit on the quarterback, you lose the greatest advantage you have of hitting on a young quarterback, which is the lack of cap implications. And
3: then good luck building a good enough team around a young guy as he gets better.
1: That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah. And that's
0: why you're trading up from pick 28. Congrats on getting Will Levis. (laughs) All right. Like It's not like you're going and getting Bryce Young. Right. Right. Will (laughs) Levis.
3: Coach Tobin says, Clint Kubiak looks like Merv from Impractical Jokers. I know this season seems like it is over. It is. That's all I've got. At least positive, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Baby says, I remember back in August when RK excitedly talked about how much fun this season was going to be. I mean, I was probably in there too, so throw me in there as well. Uh, new coaching staff, new quarterback, new vibes. A turnaround which we could see as a Super Bowl contenders within the year. An electric offense which will be able to hold leads for our defense to pinch their ears back or pin their ears back and finish out games. Alas, how do we get here? How did we get worse? What is Broncos country going to do to deserve this? I'm usually not a negative guy, but I also wanted to vent about my frustration and wallow with fellow Broncos fans. Briz Mm -hmm. baby.
0: Feels pretty simple to me. I mean, the (laughs) offensive line can't block. The quarterback can't throw. The defense is the opposite of clutch, whatever that word is. And you throw in that everybody's hurt too. So there you go. That's how you wind up right
1: here. All right. That's why I have Henry. He answered for me. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. I mean, l- I've said this before, and I'm not you know, necessarily excusing how wrong I was, but I, even the greatest hater of Russell Wilson and the biggest hater of the Broncos mm-hmm. combined into one person, no. if those two had a love child, they couldn't have <laughs> predicted yeah. no. how bad the Broncos are. No. no, I, yep.
3: Seahawks fans are um, just amazed that right now they're getting a top five pick for Russ. Oh yeah. I mean, they 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 were cheering for it for many reasons. They wouldn't have even guessed this.
1: I wonder what that's like for them. Just like yeah. every week, they I get mean, another awesome thing that happens to them. It is yeah. the most
3: pure ecstasy for them, I would imagine, because it is not only getting a good, a great draft pick, but then you are seeing the guy who wanted out and forced his way out in their eyes yeah. um, of failing.
1: Yeah. 100%. So it's
3: two great things for them. Yes. Yep.
1: It's insane. Actually, it probably would be better for them if they were bad. Not as for the fun part, if but they got bad. like two top ten picks this year. Oh, yeah, the Seahawks? Yeah, all right, 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 Yep. They're too good mm-hmm. for their own good because it's, they're not going to do anything. You get right. your quarterback, though, and you got a
0: good team around him, apparently. Sure. Yep.
3: Do they have their quarterback? No. Oh, you mean in the future? Yeah, With yeah,
0: the Broncos, they, they will. Yep.
1: Yep. Uh, brutal. Honestly, that <laughs> might be Will Levis. <laughs> That we'll there might be four teams
0: taking quarterbacks before him.
1: That would would not be a good idea
3: for them. We'll see. Betting on Kentucky, I was not a fan of him throwing <laughs> interceptions in
1: the end zone this week. <laughs> Spencer Rattler. All right. Uh, yeah, again. He was no, good. Okay. That'll be end up looking good for the Broncos. Yes, um, it would be. <laughs> all right. Uh unfortunately that's all we have time for. Ran a little long today on a short shorter leash than we normally have. Uh so Wow! Sweet. Oh, yeah. Um, so, is that your Rapids
3: GM on Rapids Two. Rapids GM. Two,
1: which is like the, the theater. Like, program. Oh, nice! Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So tune
3: into the Rapids. So show. tune
1: into the Rapid Show after this. Appreciate everyone for tuning in. Appreciate all your comments. Hopefully they're uh, still relevant tomorrow, and you can copy them over, and yep. we'll get to them then. Um, but for these guys, we will talk to you guys.